grab a napkin because I'm about to spill the tea on my five-figure summit. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perv. Now let's get to it. Oh, welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And as always, I am super excited to be in your ear holes today. Just a reminder, if you love Inbox Besties and you have been listening over on Apple Podcast, I am throwing down the gauntlet, the challenge for my Inbox Besties. And I would love to have a hundred rating and reviews by December 31st of Inbox Besties. If you guys do that, then I will 100% guarantee in 2021, we will keep doing some of your most favorite episodes, which are what to send your list this month. Again, I have been approached by so many people that are like, you should really pay for this. And we're thinking maybe potentially of doing some type of membership model. So I want to be able to keep this free. So like, let's give everyone a fighting shot. They can give me the reviews. They can rally around us. We can definitely keep them free for everyone. So I guarantee you we'll do a what to send in January. But for the rest of the year, it is 100% up to you. So this week's episode is a besties chat. So if you're brand new, what that means, sit down, grab a cup of coffee. I'm going to grab some water. You're going to hear me drink right now. And we are just going to shoot the you know what, like we are just a couple of buds hanging out on Zoom because now we can't go to a coffee shop and just chatting about what it is like to run an online business. So I've got my water. Let's go ahead and talk about running the big three summit. So if you're unfamiliar with what a summit is, essentially you interview a bunch of experts. You then can sell those interviews. They are free to the public for a limited amount of time. You put the interviews behind a paywall after that. And it is one of the list builders that I recommend to people when they're looking to, I don't want to say quickly because there's a lot of behind the scenes work that go on. But if they're looking for a major collaboration event, which I recommend people do at least one once a year, I always tell them to do a summit or do a free bundle giveaway. If you guys have been with me for a while, you know that we do the back to business free bundle, also called the back to business bundle giveaway, where essentially... You get people to give you amazing things for two weeks for free. People sign up to get the secret password to get to the page where then they can go claim these things for free. I love that model. It's the best. It's like four web pages, three emails, and you just promote it. And it is fan freaking tastic. on your list. That's why I have a whole course about it called Cashing In on the Collaboration. So you can head over to katedoster.com forward slash collaborate if you want to be able to run one of those free bundles. But like I said, if I tell you guys to run a summit, I should probably do one myself. So we ran the big three summit. It went on from September 15th, excuse me, September 15th, 16th, and 17th of 2020, in case if you're listening to this in 2021. And I want to break down with you some of the things that definitely could have gone better and some of the things that I did really well. And of course, at the very end, we're going to talk about numbers. So I am aware that when you are building anything from scratch, just like the free bundle, which is why we've got the course or a summit, it is going to take you exponentially longer than you think because you need to do things like branding and logos. And for us, I had had this idea since May that I wanted to do a summit, but I couldn't find a a good enough hook, a good enough tagline. And then finally, I always came back to things that were time-based, things that were time-based, things that were time-based. And that's when the big three 
really hit me. So our hook was our experts were only allowed to share the three biggest things people needed to do to see success in their area and the three biggest mistakes that they had to avoid. So that way they weren't wasting their time. So time was really the key theme of this. But in this rendition, it was helping people make a digital product. We might do a different theme next year, still focusing on those big three mistakes and three things to do though. So that is sort of the statistics of the big three summit. So when I originally wrote this down, I was like, <laughs> I ended up having like a million things to share with you guys. And the episode was like an hour and 10 minutes. I'm like, this is this isn't going to help. So I am going to try to stick to the format of the big three summit and talk about three mistakes that I made and three things that I think went over like gangbusters. And then we're going to talk numbers. I can't promise you that I won't sneak in an extra one. It's probably going to happen, but it's a besties chat. So it's cool, right? So let's start with the things that could have gone better. We'll start with the mistakes. And I'm going to bundle this one. So it's technically cheating, but it goes together. Number one, I should have given my speakers a shorter deadline and I should have given us more time. Now, One of the things that went extremely well, and I'm going to talk about throughout this episode, was investing in Kristen Miller's Summit in a Box. It was the best ever. Like 100%, especially if you're a solo entrepreneur, but even if you have a team, you need to get Summit in a Box. 100%. Like, it's not like you can guarantee you make your money back, but I'm telling you, like, she's given you everything short of doing it for you to, to win. 100%. She tells you 90 days minimum. I should have listened. I didn't. We tried to get everything done in like 65 days. And I have three people on my team, including me. So there's me, my right hand lady, Abby. And then we had just, just brought in, just brought in a new person who was coming from the offline space who had basically no idea about anything. So that meant they, I would have to give really, really detailed instructions. They would have to go do something. Then I would have to stop what I was doing, critique it. They would go back and all this sort of stuff. Like next year when we run this, they're going to be a seasoned pro and they're going to be such an asset. But this time around, they were just so green that sometimes I just didn't, didn't delegate the work. I was just like, I'll just do it myself. So 100%. She's telling you 90 days, do 90 days. Honestly, I would add an extra month. I would give yourself four months. So that way, when you are pitching your speakers, you can, because most people plan at least 90 days ahead, you can get in on them if you're doing this four months out before they plan for their next 90 days. Now, some people have planned for the whole year, which I don't know how one could have done this in 2020 because this year was bananas. So that's why I'm going to advise you, do it in four months. Spend that first month pitching, locking people in, 100% give your speakers shorter deadlines, 100%. So I was afraid that that would come off as too aggressive. But I think that if you just approach it to, I want to make sure that your audience, to the person you're pitching, has the best experience possible, which is why we're running on short deadlines, even though the summit is not going live for 90 days, because I want to make sure that this is high class, 100% something you can get behind. We're not doing janky branding. I want to make sure our promotion's on point. We've got no technical issues. So people are associating you with a high class event. I think if you go that way and tell them, you need to tell me if you want to do this within five days, you need to sign this contract within five days. Not only are you very, very regimented, but you can kick people out if you have to. Now, I ran my summit a little bit differently where I was like, okay, if I'm going to create a course about creating digital products, what is every single topic 
or module that I'd want to have in there. And then I went and found other people to teach them. And then, of course, I taught the one about emails. Okay. So in my head, I had orchestrated this beautiful plan. So there's probably some speakers that 100% either after doing their interview or when I got their presentation, I should have just said no. Nope. I'm sorry. We did have standards and it wasn't like, okay. So our standards were, again, the three biggest things to avoid and three biggest things to do. And they had a 30 minute time limit. We had some people go over. Now, two of them were about sales pages. So I let it slide because there was literally nothing to cut. They were fantastic. But other ones, I had to spend hours slicing their presentations. I 100% wish we had done all interviews because I was the one in charge of editing. It was so much easier to edit the interview and to steer the interview in the direction that it was supposed to be. We had one speaker show up and they wanted to give this whole presentation about something completely different than what they agreed to talk on. And I was like, absolutely not. So yeah, there that's a thing. That is 100% a thing. Although after doing the feedback from the summit, a lot of people said they did like the ones where they are presentations. So it's a give and take. But again, if you are like, okay, you agree, you've got five days to sign the contract, you've got, you know, seven days. Honestly, I feel like if you give people seven days to make a presentation, they could get it done. Or if you want to be generous and give them 10, give them 10. And then if not, you're offering an interview. The interview is going to cost them an hour of their time. They just have to show up. So that's my thought process. So that's number one for the biggest mistakes, giving people too long of a deadline, not giving ourselves a big enough runway. I'm shocked that Abby did not leave me. <laughs> the second thing that was our big mistake was structuring the days. So I didn't think we were going to end up with as many speakers as we did. And so we ended up with like almost eight presentations going live over the three days. 100%, I wish it was four. And so next year, it's going to be four. And on the fifth day that Friday, I honestly wish that I had had a webinar and I pitched something because of one of the things that we did right, the energy, the momentum, the feeling behind it was there. Now, I felt a little weird because the whole time during the summit, we were promoting our all access pass, which was the sales booster action pack. And we're going to be talking about that in a second. So I'm like, eh, but I honestly think even if I had just done a bonus presentation and pitched like the email marketing fairy at the end, I think it would have been extremely beneficial. So that is something that I would definitely say, don't necessarily overrun them. And honestly, if you can get things done in four days and the fifth day, have it be the you show, I think that that 100% works as long as you are honest with the speakers and potentially you would give them, say, extra affiliate commission if somebody bought from whatever presentation you do on your last day. So 100%, we shove too much in <laughs> on too many days. But again, I don't think that I thought everyone would say yes. That was probably a dumb assumption of myself. The last thing that I want to talk about, and I've already decided I'm going to add four. Sorry, guys. I'm already breaking the rules. Was I would have 100% should have paid attention to the numbers better. So we had our all access pass, which was called the sales booster action pack. Great name, by the way. And I had a, basically told affiliates or speakers rather, if they gave us something of value, again, we rejected some stuff, we would bump up their commission by about 20%. However, when I did the math afterwards, only after we started making sales, did I realize we made like pennies on the dollar for how many hours it took to put together this summit. So 
if you are going to give them a commission, make sure that while it is generous and alluring for them to help them promote, that you also 100% make sure that it still makes sense for you financial wise. So next time around, what we are going to do, and Krista does talk about this in the course, but because this was the first time we ever did it, and we were bare bonesing it, and we did it in two thirds of the time she said to do it in, I think we're going to have two tiers. And we'll have one that sort of, you know, just the replays, the transcripts, um, some cheat sheets, and then maybe like a bonus for me. And then we'll have a higher tier that has all of the bonuses from the speakers. So that way, not only is it a bit of a higher price point, but they're still getting a healthy commission and we're still at a price point where it makes sense for us to run. Again, it was five figures and we'll talk about that in a second. So that's really exciting, but 100% pay attention to those numbers, guys, and make sure because you are going to be working on this for 90 days plus that you can sort of reap the rewards. Now, there are other rewards that we are definitely going to talk about, but that was the biggest aha for me from running the Big Three Summit is where am I spending the most of my time in my business? Where is that 20% that is giving me 80 of the results and I'm going to cut out the other 80? So it was very ruthless with our time investment. And again, I think that if we were not rushed, it would not have been so taxing. I mean, I worked nights, I worked weekends, I barely saw my kids. And again, it was me. And I'll tell you what I did towards the end, Abby, and then we have our third member as well. So it was bananas. Make sure you price it a appropriately, guys. And this is sort of the last one that I said I was going to sneak in, and that's number four. I wish that we had sent the physical swag to our speakers with the Big Three Summit stuff before the promotion window started, because there were definitely some speakers that I know for a fact, because I was testing their affiliate links, they did not send once. And in their contract, it says you will send one email and one social media post. Now, Krista does not want you to put that in there. Let me just preface this. I went off I went off the beaten path from the summit in the box method. But again, because I knew it was going to be so much time and effort, and because I was so focused on getting them out in front of my own audience, I wanted them at the very least to do this. And if somebody wasn't going to do it, if they had just been honest with us at the beginning, then we would have gone in with that expectation. So I was part of something right after the Big Three Summit, and I told them, I'm like, I cannot meet any of your promotional requirements. I'm so sorry. Here is why. If you don't want me in this, 100%, I do not feel offended at all, but I need you to know. And they bent the rules. They were okay with it. Again, if the speakers had been honest with me, we would have. We would have. But the people that did no promotion, they're just not getting invited to any of the stuff that I ever do again. <laughs> just serene and simple. Like, that's it. Again, if they were honest with me at the beginning, it would have happened. But I think the law of reciprocity, them having that swag, looking at that coffee mug or whatever we decide to send next year, I feel like, not that I said it would have guilted them, but they definitely, I think, would have gone more. Because even though, you know, I had told them from the very beginning, we wanted to get everyone $2,000 in commission, really pushing hard. I wanted to get in front of other people's audiences. You know, we would do anything that we could for people. We had written swipe emails, which if you've run affiliate for any of my stuff, I never do that. Like we went hard and people just did not show up. Our highest affiliate was from somebody who wasn't even a speaker. Granted, they have a ginormous audience, but still, it was a little disheartening. So let's talk about the things that did go well, because again, it wasn't all bad, but I wanted to start with the mistakes because that's what we did in the summit. So again, giving them shorter deadlines and giving us 
a longer runway. That was number one, 100%. She's not lying. You need 90 days minimum. Number two is that we should have structured it a little bit differently. And I should have launched something at the end, even if it was just the email marketing fairy, which is an extra 36 bucks, it would have been worth it. Okay. And again, I would have worked out with the affiliates commissions based off of those sales. Should have been four days, definitely not three. And then our bonus one of actually making sure you sent the swag earlier and making sure you're paying attention to your numbers and how they're priced accordingly. So when you do have an affiliate that goes out of their way, and I mean, like we had some that showed up like this was their own summit and I was glad to pay them. (laughs) My share was like $5. Not really, but it was. So for the things that we did right, 100% summit in a box. I'm not even counting that because I've talked about it so much. You can head over to katedoster.com forward slash summits to watch Krista's free webinar in case if you are interested in running summits, especially after we talk about all of the good parts and the stats. So again, katedoster.com forward slash summits. That is my affiliate link. If you're like, I don't want to go through hers. She's lying. Just go to summitinabox.com and sign up for it. I'm telling you, it's magic. Magic. I can't. I I can't imagine how he would have done it without it. Like I said, everyone would have quit. I would have gone bald. I would have gotten divorced. That should be our time for Summit in a Box. Host a Summit without getting divorced. So the things that went really, really well, and basically why we're going to do it again. I know you're like, Kate, you just complained about it for like 30 minutes. I'm telling you, there were some amazing things that happened. Amazing things that happened. So number one, the pop-up Facebook group, fan-freaking-tastic. We are going to spend so much time next year orchestrating an even better experience for people in the Facebook group because that is where a lot of the sales came from. That's where a lot of connection come from. During the summit itself, I sold so much of all of the other things that I had. It was bananas, okay? And I didn't technically include that in all the numbers. You'll see what I mean in a second. The Facebook group was popping. The reason why the Facebook group was doing so well was because of number two, that was the bingo card. So we had a big three summit bingo card, totally stole the idea from Krista's course, not original to Kate, where we would reward people based on the actions we wanted people to take, like commenting on a speaker thread, buying the sales booster action pack, going to these lessons, following me on Instagram, listening to this podcast. Again, think of the things that you want people to do and put them in great spots on the board so they get bingo and they will do it. Now, it was totally possible, I think probably around day three, it was totally possible to win bingo, if you will, without buying the sales booster action pack, but it definitely helped. So again, make sure when you are designing this card that it is not imperative that they have to buy that and nothing else is going to work, okay? Because that's just not fair. With the bingo card, we had prizes. So there was prizes for day one, day two, day three, four the day's prizes, every single prize set, one person won the sales booster action pack. If they had purchased it before I drew their name, then I would give them their money back, whatever they paid, and I'd give them 50 bucks. We'll work like gamebusters. I think I only had to give back one person it. So what we did, we had a Facebook thread specifically for the bingo cards. People could drop in their bingo cards. Then I would close the thread. Next time around, we are going to close the thread first thing in the morning as opposed to like the afternoon after and also we're going to do what Krista really recommends which is people can only submit their bingo card once so what ended up happening is somebody would get a bingo or any bingo and then they would drop it all three days but there are other people that didn't get a chance to do that because of whatever reason 
So 100% next time, regardless of how many bingos you get, diagonal, across, up and down, doesn't matter, you put that card in once, once. If we see somebody put it into another thread, because I know that's 100% going to happen, they're just disqualified from everything. So don't waste your time. So (laughs) that is 100% what we are going to do. It did take a little bit of time to verify things. Again, things like did they buy the sales booster action pack was super easy to verify. But you know, were they following me on Instagram? So we definitely made sure um, while I tried to double check and I guessed on the winner's names, some of the things sometimes were a little bit harder to verify. So just sort of keep that in mind, give yourself some time, but do the bingo card. I have been in other Facebook groups for summits where it is dead short of people introducing themselves. Because we had this contest going on and we had great prizes, we had a book bundle. I gave away one of my courses every single day. We had um, other physical swag. Like I really tried to make them great prizes and I, I paid for everything myself. It was worth it. It got people in there taking action. The other thing, and this was actually recommended by a speaker, she's like, if you had asked me for a copy of my signature course or one of my tiny offers, I would have let that be a prize. So next year, we are definitely going to be canvassing people for some prizes to get even more engagement. The next thing that worked really well besides the pop-up group and the bingo, and yes, I'm throwing in a fourth one as well, was releasing all of the videos at once. So instead of having like, okay, day one, one releases at 9, 10, 11, 12, I would have been having to sit at my computer all day long. There would have been tech issues, so much anxiety. We released all of day one's videos at 9 p.m. or 9 a.m. Eastern Standard. That was the best. 100% the best. Do that. Skip the chat boxes. I know I never did chat boxes, but I don't think it's worth it for anybody Just make your speakers answer questions in a Facebook thread. I think that everyone liked it as a speaker and it was great with time zone wise. And because I had structured the summit, how I would have structured a course, I really needed people to be there. And we did have some international peeps where they wouldn't have been able to make their presentation otherwise. So 100% definitely you need to have a way for your audience to talk to the speakers. Let it be the Facebook group. If somebody participates in your summit and they don't want to be in the Facebook group, that's on them. Um, but I think especially if you're running this by yourself or for the first time, skip the chat boxes. Not needed. Not needed. Release it all at once. We did do individual pages for each presentation. 100% do that. 100. Do not put all five, six videos on one page because not that your video player can't give you its analytics, but I think that it is just smarter to give everyone a chance to shine. And that's really what the summit was about. And I think this is kind of where four comes in why people love the summit as a speaker. I focused just as hard on growing my own list as theirs. Everyone got to have a lead magnet landing page linked under their presentation page. We had somebody who literally doubled their email list from being in the summit. I also made sure on the last day in the Facebook group that I put a link to, I had one post that put a link to everybody's landing page. I'm pretty sure we sent it as an email. If we didn't, we're definitely going to do it next time. Like, and even the people that were the worst speakers in the world, I still did it for them. And I think that the speakers really, truly appreciate it because for this summit, I was building relationships. So now I have 23 people, again, some of them I'm not a fan of anymore. I do have all of those people that I can then ask to do JV webinars with, to be in other bundles, to be guest speakers in my programs, to be guest speakers in their programs. It's such a great relationship builder. And I met so many 
new amazing people. This is a bonus one. I know, I know, I know. But I really did like that we had an open call for our speakers. So I opened it up to my own community. I opened it up to the people in Love Your List who did get preferential treatment, by the way to a couple of summit speaker groups that I was in, I posted in with permission. And that was nice because in my head, I knew I always had backups. So if I couldn't find somebody to pick a topic on my own, or I couldn't think of somebody, or my first or second choice said no, then I could go ahead to this. We did have some speakers from that list that I picked before I even did anything else. I was like, I love this person. You're coming with me. <laughs> a couple people had applied. And I'm like, I already asked you. I just don't think they saw the email. So that's it. I liked having the open call sheet. And I think that you will too, because a lot of people get very, very nervous that they won't have enough speakers to talk with. So have an open call, talk to Facebook groups, talk to other, you know, people in your industry, you will definitely find people who want to speak 100%. So just to recap what went well, Summit in a box. I'm telling you, gaydoster.com forward slash summit is where it's at. That pop up Facebook group, 110% do it. Do not cut that. Do not cut it. What's nice is that since it's a pop-up one, if you hate Facebook, you only got to deal with it for like four weeks max. I think we did it for three the second that it opened and then the Tuesday after the summit was over. So it's the way to go. I think we're going to close it on the weekend next time, to be honest with you, because nobody really showed up after the weekend. The bingo card, a definite, especially if you're going to have the Facebook group with some prizes, releasing all of the videos at once with no chat boxes and really promoting the speaker's freebies so that way they grew their list and we built our relationship and doing the open call. So I snuck in five. So the last two things, and this is still running super long, that I wanted to touch on is a little bit about what I was responsible for, what my team did, just so you can sort of get this out, and then we'll go over some stats. So I was in charge of picking the speakers and pitching the speakers. I think Abby pitched a couple for me. Some people I had just DM'd because we were friends with. I think she hated that system. So we're working on a better one. I also was in charge of either having all of the interviews. So people had to have them with me. We used Acudia to schedule that, Zoom to record it. And I edited all of them. I also edited all of the presentations that people gave to me. Again, if we had a longer runway for the presentations that weren't up to par, I could have just said, you're not into this buy, fix it or come back. I know that sounds awful, but it's the way that it is. But because I was in charge of editing and putting together my own stuff, which I did my own stuff very early on in the process, which was a good move. I was in charge of editing 24 videos. <laughs> and then I would upload it to Podia. I would upload it to our video server. I would upload it to rev.com, which we use for transcriptions or captions really, which was our biggest expense short of affiliate income, which we're going to talk about. So then after the stuff came back from Rev as the captions, Abby, that's my assistant, my right hand lady, she would proofread all of them. Some of them were atrocious and they're supposed to be done by people. And she's like, these were awful. So we had to ask for a refund and work it out. But she would proofread it. She would download the transcriptions as a PDF. She would make it so it's more readable as a PDF, if you will, and turn those into the transcriptions. She would also write the checklist that we gave to people based off of the notes that she had taken from the transcriptions, which again, we had them as captions. And that's really, really important. We needed the caption file because I wanted to make this accessible. So she had a lot of bulk of her work after we had the interviews and the presentations, which is why I needed to have those deadlines way further out. We should have gotten the stuff no later than August 1st, and then we should have kicked you out if we didn't get you by August 1st. But that was on us. We didn't know any better. 
Abby also would go back and forth with the speakers. And there's a system that we could technically automate this to, which we might next time, had to go back and forth for if contracts were signed, because we used HelloSign, you'll hear about that. Um, if their interviews were scheduled, um, any other issues, you know, following up with people like, okay, they said, yes, I want to do it. All right. Then she would send the email of like, okay, here's like the big information that we have. Here's what's going on, all of that sort of stuff. Things that took a long time to make were things like the speaker page, like going over what was like before people could say, yes, that page took forever to write, but I wrote all that. Um, I built the entire website using Divi and I built all of the speaker pages using lead pages and I did the two early timers. So there was 24 speakers, 24 your two early pages, just one a your late page, but the 24 your two early pages, they used lead pages timers to switch over when it was time for the presentation to be live so people couldn't sneak in early. Only people with all access pass could get that. And then deadline funnels would take away the presentations, which was nice. And so I had to make all of that. I made the registration page. I did the speaker page. I did the bingo page. I did all of the sales pages because we had a couple of different price points for the sales booster action pack. I am going to tell you that when we raised it to its final price, we made like three sales, basically. I mean, it was a little bit more than that, but we definitely sold the most 100% the tripwire price version. And when we were raising the price to its final price, that day we saw a lot of sales. So something to keep that in mind as well. Um, our other assistant who was just brought on at the time of the summit, he made the social media share graphics, which again, if we had gotten stuff earlier, this would have been a little bit better. He also scheduled all of the posts in the Facebook group that went with the speakers pages. And then he gave me the link. He is going to be doing a lot of the stuff that I did this like next time around, because now he knows Lee's pages. Now he knows Podia. I'm still going to probably end up doing the video editing. He might do the video editing. I'm kind of a control freak. So it was one of these things like we did not delegate to him very much because he is very green in the online business space at the time. And it literally would just take in four times as long. And there just was no time. There was no time. So that's a little bit about who did what and all of that sort of stuff. Um, Abby would actually outline the cheat sheet in a Google Doc and then he would make it pretty in Canva and then upload it to Podia. So we did get into the groove towards the end, but it was whew, so much stuff. Um, I loaded up all of the stuff and tested all the stuff for the Sales Booster Action Pack. Um, we did have some links that went awry, but again, if we had an extra month to test everything, I don't think there would have been so many issues. So we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> I'm going to take my drink. <laughs> would you rather crawl across glass naked or have to stand in line at the DMV with Taco Bell tummy? you know what I'm talking about, then actually have to write an email to your list. I mean, you don't want to come off too salesy and what if you're boring and you don't want to add to all of the noise. And somehow every single week, besides the cold sweat, you bust out with being finger tied, you know, instead of tongue tied because you're actually typing. Don't you just wish that you could just magically snap your fingers and almost have somebody else write your emails for you? Well, that's exactly what you're going to get when you invest in the Email Marketing Fairy. The Email Marketing Fairy template set is over 50 grab and go newsletters, welcome series, and even an 11 part sales funnel that you can use as an amazing jumping off point to actually write emails that connect with your audience, get replies, and most importantly, get those buy buttons hit. And all you need 
need to do to get your hands on this, along with almost $100 worth of free bonuses, is by heading on over to theemailmarketingfairy.com. That's right, head on over to theemailmarketingfairy.com and you will never have to awkwardly tell your list, hey, I know it's been a while, ever again. Again, fast news chat, right? Let's go ahead and talk some stats because I know that's what you're in here for. But I want to talk about all of this. We had 2,349 people sign up to the Big Three Summit. One thing that went wrong, and this kind of got roped in with a numbers thing, is while our page converted really high, it didn't dawn on me like, oh my goodness, less than 10,000 people saw this page. That is a big problem. So we definitely had an eyeball problem that because we were so far in the weeds with everything else on the back end did not get addressed fast enough. So even though our landing page converted at anywhere from at one point it was 80% when it was just my hot leads to 65%, there still, in my opinion, was not enough people getting there, especially because we had 23 other speakers Again, I just assumed it would be way, way higher, way higher, just the amount of views that we got. So pay attention to your Google Analytics. They're very important. <laughs> so out of the new subscribers that we got, uh, brand new to me was about 1,180. So again, not too shabby. Would have loved to have seen that higher, but I think we needed numbers overall to be a bit higher because everybody wants to know. Out of those 1,180, as of the time of this recording, 254 of them have unsubscribed from my list. So that means I've netted subscribers that are still hanging with me after about a month or two, um, about 926, which is still pretty sweet. Again, that was nowhere near, again, doubling our email list. But if we had had a smaller email list, granted, we wouldn't have seen over 2,000 registrants, but that a thousand new people could be really game changing for most people. Really, really game changing. So that's why I'm not poo-pooing it too much. I did just want to let you guys know the majority of the people did come from my own list, which proved to me I also needed to market to my community a little bit better than just a couple of emails because I think we sent two or three and I would have started a week earlier. I know on Instagram stories, I was sharing a lot of behind the scenes, but at the time I don't have a very big Instagram following. So I should have been doing more behind the scenes sharing and asking with my own list. Again, hindsight is twenty twenty. From my own list, 72 people who somehow interacted with the Big Three Summit ended up unsubscribing from my list in general. It happens. That's not a big number whatsoever. So the numbers that you care about, dun, dun, dun. the monies, the moolah. And you're going to hear me click over because I wanted to have the spreadsheet up so I could look at it. <laughs> so the biggest costs that we had were affiliate commissions, and that was a little over 6000 followed by the caption cost, which was $863. I have talked to other summit hosts, and I don't want to say that we overpaid, but we overpaid. I think that as long as Rev can do their AI version, because they have computer ones, if they can do those um, caption wise, 100%, I would do this. I believe they call this, they call it the rough draft is 25 cents per minute. And it does look like they will do rough draft with the SRT format, which is what you need to have. 
And whether you are a new Rev user or an old Rev user, they will give you 20, excuse me, 45 minutes for free which I really do think will help. So just when you're requesting the files for the automated transcriptions, make sure that you are getting them in the proper format. If not, I do believe that they have some type of converter for free, but you need those SRT files for closed captions on your videos, but then you can always download them and turn them into a PDF like what we did. So I definitely think next time around, we are going to be able to shave a lot of that off. We had Chris's course. I'm not going to tell you how much it is in case if the investment has changed. Since the time of this recording, you do not know, but that is another one of the larger expenses that we had. For ads, I had set up retargeting ads to people who had landed on the thank you page but didn't buy the sales booster action pack. We only spent $80 on that. That is because I didn't get them up in time enough and got them approved fast enough to really have any effort. So next time around, we are going to do another ad strategy again. We're just looking to layer things up. Um, that's really where it is. When I had noticed that numbers problem that we talked about in the first set, I had added an order bump. And that means I was selling like Trello. It's just like, hey, do you want Trello too? It was just a Hail Mary just to see, but it gave us an extra 400 bucks, which I'm not mad about. So to run the summit, including, oh, $15 for hello sign. I did not include video hosting because I pay for that to hope with my auto webinar as well. So I didn't count that. And I also didn't count lead pages because I already had lead pages. Again, you don't need lead pages to host your presentations. I just did that so I wouldn't break my site because I already had the service anyways. And I wanted the analytics, but Krista doesn't honestly recommend it. She recommends just building it on your own site. So our total running cost for the summit, again, counting affiliate commission. So realize I got the money first, then I had to pay this out. It wasn't out of pocket at the beginning, because I know this is a big number, was about 8,500. And again, over 6,000 of that was affiliate income. I would say next time around, again, we're not going to have to pay for Christmas course again. We're still going to pay for hello sign. That's the contracts that we need speakers to sign. But I think that our caption fees are going to be a fraction, a fraction of what we paid, especially now that we know that the AI is there and Abby had to reread them anyways. So there's definitely ways to run your summit a lot cheaper than we did. But I did want to include, you know, some summit in a box in there as well, because if I wasn't running a summit, I wouldn't have bought the course. So gross sales, we made 20. So this is before expenses, we made $22,002. And that includes all versions of the sales booster action pack and it includes the order bump, which is Trello Magic. It does not include any additional sales that I made of, say, the email marketing fairy or Trello Magic, any of that sort of stuff. So when you subtract out everything, we had a net profit of about $13,429, which is pretty awesome. I have to say the return on time, especially because we tried to do everything so short notice, I was not very happy. But looking back now, it definitely if we had given ourselves more time, it wouldn't have been so bad. It was because Abby and I were working nonstop for days on end, because we were trying to get essentially three months of work done in three weeks that I was like, Oh, my goodness, we only made this much money. <laughs> I hate this. But what it did for me was really get me focusing, like, where is my return on investment? But now hindsight 2020, it was it was a good use of time. It was our my own fault for being a poor leader. Really, that's kind of what the Big Three Summit showed me. I need to be a better leader for my company, which is tough because I always consider myself, you know, a little guy and a sort of entrepreneur. And I'm like, a company, that sounds so weird. So this is the reason why this came so late. I wanted to be able to include additional revenue of sales that I made from Love Your List from our last launch, which in December we'll go over that because 
too many besties chats in one month, right? So we had 12 sales from people who attended the summit who had never interacted with my list at all. So basically, their subscribe date was the open subscribe rate for the summit. That's the best way that I could track it with Active Campaign. We're going to work on some better tracking next time. So that equals out to being a little over $9,500 in sales from Love Your List. So that's pretty exciting. So <laughs> when you factor that in, then all of a sudden our profit goes up to a nice $23,000 roughly from the summit, which I'm very, very much happy with, especially from our first time around. I, I mean, I am tickled pink. Now, what I can tell you is that we did look at the analytics for how many people interacted with the summit in some capacity from my list that then bought, and it was 41. So if we go ahead and we subtract out the 12 people who are brand new because they were included in that 41, we get 29 people who were on my list somehow for some other reason that the Big Three Summit helped nurture in some way, shape, or form, I don't know how, that ended up purchasing. So, and this is just going off of say they all paid in full, which I know they didn't. That would technically mean that the Big Three Summit helped me get another $22,503. So again, those 41 sales, if you will, when you add them together would contribute to about $32,000. Now, again, I can't say for a fact that those people who, you know, the other 29 people who had been hanging around me for a while, the Big Three Summit is what put them over, but it is something to think about. And again, this is why I said I would have launched something on day five if I had realized the type of camaraderie that you can gain in such a short amount of time with a pop-up Facebook group. So, this is super, super long. So I'm going to wrap this up. Do I think everybody should run a summit? Probably not. I know, giant shocker, right? Especially because I'm an affiliate for Chris's course. If you do want to run a summit, 100% do it. Here's who I think should do a summit, 100%. One, you need to be the type of person who isn't a quick start. I am a quick start, which is why we try to get everything done in like 60 to 45 days. You will burn yourself out and you will hate it. You'll hate it even though people around you love it and they're asking to do it again, both speakers and attendees, you will hate yourself. You'll just, you will. And so will you a team if you have a team. So if you are a quick start and you cannot control yourself, don't do this. Stick with a free bundle. They're much easier. It's like four web pages and a couple of emails, right? And some like swipe files and stuff. If you can be patient and you realize, okay, I want to have a summit I really, really want to do one. But at the time I'm listening to this, I probably shouldn't have it till like March or even April of 2021. Then you can do the summit. The other thing that I think would be really helpful is if you are not super tech savvy, but if you are a solo entrepreneur by yourself, you have a good grasp on things like you know how to embed videos. You can probably work with some type of timer software. Or if you don't mind manually, like unpublishing the pages or setting pages to draft, you can 100% do this without having to invest in a deadline funnels. You don't have to. Again, and you don't have to invest in lead pages. The other thing that I would advise is definitely, and Krista has these as well, have some type of Trello board or project management system, Asana. I know we had switched over to ClickUp that you can keep everything organized in. I think that that's so, so important. 
if you are somebody who has a VA and you're wondering, like, am I having them do things that are helping me add to my bottom line? Have them help you with the summit and it will add to your bottom line. 100%. Like I said, I had Abby reread the transcriptions. I had her create the checklist for me. I had her interact with the speakers for the things that I didn't want her to do. I think that this is a great way to get a return on investment for your VA. That being said, you might have to carry the weight of their expense for four months and obviously pay them before you get your big payday at the end. So that's what I would say. If you can give yourself a runway and you won't try to jam it all in 90 days and you know some tech or you have a VA who knows some tech, then 100% I would say do a summit. 100%. If you do not have that time or you are a quick start, this probably isn't the last builder for you. You're going to burn yourself out. I know I already said that. I'm going to say it again. Again, we are walking away with $31,000 extra. And then, you know, net of our revenue and all of that, we're looking at about 22K. I'll take that any day of the week. But we sacrificed a lot because I did not plan time accordingly. So those are my recommendations. If you're like, Kate, I'm a quick start, but I can pace myself. And you're like, I think that the summits are for me. So that way I can have that connection with my audience. I would love to have an extra thousand plus subscribers. I would love to have an extra 10,000 plus dollars in my pocket at the end of this. I think this is fantastic. Go and listen to Krista's free training, guys. KateDoster.com forward slash summits. That is my affiliate link. I am a proud student. I think it is fabulous. And I will see you guys next week. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.